Nothing in life is worthwhile unless you take risks. Nothing. Nelson Mandela said, there's no passion to be found playing small and settling for a life that's less than the one you're capable of living. Giselle, I feel this describes you. born in Canada, raised by a single mom, yes. grew up, what I would say, poor, mm -hmm. that fighting spirit got you to keep moving forward at a young age. 100%. You went to university, studied business and law. Capable lawyer, mm -hmm. co-founder of NGU Group, company valued over $100 million today. You employ over 300 people. What does it take to be Giselle Kramer? I didn't know that was all leading up to that question. <laughs> but can I start by saying I'm so pleased to be here with One Life Club today. Um, I'm so excited to be a part of the knowledge sharing and experience that is One Life Club. Um, it's, it's outstanding. To answer that question, I'd have to start by saying just sheer grit and determination and just a ferocious tenacity to keep moving forward. When you grow up in less privileged circumstances, you don't necessarily know the direction you're going in. You have to find it. There's no one there to hand it to you but you have to keep moving forward, one foot in front of the other. And you have a lot of challenges along the way, from childhood to teenage years, to university, to adult, to business. One foot in front of the other, keep the momentum going, keep moving forward was absolutely essential. If I gave up at any point, I wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't have NGU employing, you know, all these people, this beautiful team of people. We wouldn't have this incredible culture. We wouldn't have um, what some would say changed real estate in Australia and marketing real estate across Australia. Um, so, the first thing has to be keep moving forward and keep a tenacity, just a sheer grit and determination to work through every challenge that you come across in life. Because at the end of the day, I now know when I come out on the, on the side of the, the other side of a challenge, that there is a solution to every single problem that is presented to you in life. There is a solution, but it's up to you to find it. You, I didn't have two parents to give me the solutions. My mum, as you said, was a single mother. She worked two, sometimes three jobs to pay the bills, put food on the table, so she wasn't always available to, you know, solve my problems. I, I had to solve them on my own. And being a single mum, I think I had an empathy for her because I didn't want to burden her with 
solving my problems, she had bigger, bigger problems to solve. So I think that really develops the, the tenacity that you need to achieve things in life when you're forced to find solutions to problems on your own, one, you very quickly figure out that there is a solution to every problem. And two, the most beautiful thing about it is you find that you will never take the word no as your answer. And that is really powerful on uh, the human journey to never take no, especially when you enter the world of business. When you enter the world of business, the reality is you can never take no. You have to find the yes, because that's what's going to get you to the next step, to the next step to success in your business as you define it. Great way of describing who Giselle is. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back now from where you are today, it's been a long journey, very long journey, and I happen to be part of it. What do you think little Giselle is thinking today when she's looking who she became? Little Giselle, I, I certainly don't think this is um, what you what I pictured as a child I didn't actually picture the end game I pictured one I was more one foot in front of the other one step at a time um, one goal at a time and I I did believe that I was going to get to my next goal but I was more the type of personality that put one foot in front of the other because I didn't have the privilege of dreaming big dreams um, with my childhood. I really had to get to the next step. Uh, it was more survival than big dreams. And, and I obviously got to the point where I could then start to create a vision for myself but not at such a young age because I had to just survive every step of my childhood until I really could get out on my own and then create that that vision for myself. What does it take, what did it take you to create company that it is today? Because company that you are leading, yes. real estate offices, mm -hmm. property development company, yep. law firm, mm -hmm. marketing, and you invest in tech. What does it take, what did it take you to become leader that you are today? To become the leader that I am today, if I didn't have the upbringing that I had, I probably wouldn't have some of the skills that I naturally developed over time. So I think my childhood was essential and I can't go back and say I would change anything because I might not have the skill set that I have today. So to be a good leader, I, I definitely have to go back to not taking no for an answer and being able to find the yes in everything that we do because it it's easy for it's easy to take a, a no from your team because change is hard um, doing things differently is hard um, copying other ideas is easy but creating something unique and different is hard so you want to opt for that because you you have to be you have to be different you have to separate yourself and what you're creating from the rest otherwise it's going to be hard to convince people to choose you in an industry that is 
you're quite full and quite competitive. Um, and there's not a lot of barriers to entry in property development, real estate, um, even law. There's not a lot of barriers to entry. So at the end of the day, you've got to be able to lead your team to separate, you know, NGU and what we do from everybody else. You've got to actually really be good with people as well. I think I've developed that skill over time and I hope everybody out there um, can appreciate that too because I have a legal background, I have, a, a, I have degrees um, and I would never, you know, switch, I would never, re I don't regret that at all, but having the practical intelligence of being able to relate to people, lead people, deal with my team um, at all levels, senior levels, junior levels, growing talent, recognizing talent as a leader, that's really important. So you've got to have the skills to manage and relate to your team and help them grow to achieve the company's goals. There's so many um, young women, yes. early 20s, mm -hmm. they want to get somebody in life, but they maybe didn't have a privilege of having parents that can even share knowledge with them, or they might not have any help, financial help for by somebody that they can actually thrive in their life. Yeah. So from what you know today, what is advice you would give 20 years old Giselle who is ready to take on the world to be where you are today? 20 years old Giselle, what's ahead of you? What advice would I give to... 20 years old yourself or any other female that's, that's about to take on the journey that you have taken on? What's waiting for them? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Business, life, goals. When you set out, the reality is when you set out to achieve something, you have to be disciplined and focus. So focused because when I was in my 20s, most of my friends were traveling, um, having a good time, going out, um, doing what, you know, most 20-year-olds are doing. And that's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. But I wasn't doing that. Um, and, you know, some, some people out there might say, oh, I missed out on my 20s. But I don't feel, I don't feel that way. I feel like in my 20s, I was creating my roadmap for where I was going to be today. And I'm glad that I was focused and determined and disciplined enough not to, not to go out and join the rest of the pack and take my own road. It was, it was a hard road, but it's, it was incredible at the same time. I feel like I have lived three lifetimes in my 40-something years and I've learned so much um, and that knowledge and that experience I can't trade for anything else. So 20-year-old Giselle wishes nothing would change to her older self. I think it was very hard for her at the time, but I wouldn't change anything now. I think 20-year-old Giselle would be so grateful and proud, humbled and thankful for all the challenges and the journey. And I think at the end of the day, everything's going to be okay. Throughout your journey, without a question, you had challenges. And throughout anybody's journey, 
they will have challenges mm -hmm. and they will also deal with dark times if they see it that way. Throughout your journey, there were times that you probably faced some challenges, mm -hmm. heavy challenges. Yes. How did you deal with them? How did you come out on the other side of whatever you were facing that was painful at the time? Look, I'm human and it's okay to be human. I know, um, you know, when you're going through adversity, um, you can you can go to a dark place and that's okay, you're human. But you do have to have the power to take yourself out of that dark place. And the way I did it was simply by telling myself that something else is possible and I kept moving forward one day at a time, one foot in front of the other, and I never let myself believe that I was going to be in this circumstance of adversity forever. I always told myself I'm going to be on the other side of this adversity very soon. One foot in front of the other, one day at a time. And you kept moving forward. Kept moving forward. What is the hardest thing about running your own business? I think it depends on, you know, what point in the trajectory of your business you're in. So at every stage of your business journey, there is a different set of challenges. So for example, when you're starting out in your business journey, you'll have a unique set of challenges. And that's generally, you're wearing all the hats. You, you have to do everything. You probably don't have a, a large team. You have to start small because obviously cash flow requires this, that. So you're wearing all these hats and you've got to be executing really well. But you know, you're, you're a bookkeeper, you're an accountant, you're a lawyer, you're providing a service, you know, you're trying to stay ahead of your competition, you're trying to be better than your competition, you've got to be good at marketing. So that's your set of challenges when you're starting out. But then as you grow, naturally, you've established yourself in the market, you've got market share, you've built a brand, you've built a team. So, okay, great. But that doesn't mean the challenges stop, they keep coming. Um, in the world that we live in, technology presents challenges, your team is growing, your team will present challenges, leading your team presents challenges. Always improving, which I believe is essential, is, is a challenge. It's a, actually a very unique challenge because in the day and time that we live in with tech, with social media, with the age of disruption, um, we move so quickly. So your competitors are just around the corner. Always, so you've always got to be getting better, getting better. What's the next thing? What can I do better? How can I improve? So I could go on and on about, you know, a different set of challenges at different types of parts of your journey but we can also touch about that touch touch on that in a class as well never give up feel like that has been part of your entire journey and I'm, I know you for a long time what does never give up mean to Giselle beautiful name by the way <laughs> <laughs> I love that and I know that you know that I'm named after uh, a ballet. Um, not the supermodel, she has one L. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the question? What does never give oh, up? How can mean I forget that? Without knowing it, I think my, my life's journey is based on the whole mantra of never giving up. I think uh, for some people it might just be built in. I think that's always been part of my mindset and I'm so grateful 
I am so, so very, very grateful for that. Um, never giving up got me through everything that I survived today. And I, I know people that um, might not have been able to keep pushing through. So um, psychologically, they uh, focus on the things that they, they didn't have or they had to go without or the negative or the challenge. Um, and it's sad to see how that affects, you know, the, the people that you love in your life. Um, so I'm very lucky that I had that as part of my just built-in mentality to just, just never give up, keep pushing forward, keep moving. It is, it is the reason I am where I am today. There's no question. And um, I always say that one life, um, we are only tourists on this planet. I'm 44, and before I know, I will be 88 if I get to live that long. So I'm kind of halfway to my life journey. Mm -hmm. And um, time goes fast. What does one life mean to you? Oh, goodness. That's a, that's a beautiful question. And um, at my 40-something years, I, I think I'm finally able to consider um, and even contemplate the concept of the fact that we only are here once. I'm never going to be here again. But it, that's only come for me personally um, very recently because my, you know, how I got here, again, didn't, I didn't have that luxury. I had no choice. I really had to survive. So it was, it was a question of survival. But it's a beautiful thing when you, when you get to appreciate and realise and contemplate that we really are only here once. This is it. I'm never going to have this time again. So for me, it takes my thinking to another level. Um, so once, once your thinking ta is taken to another level, the way you do things and execute and, and walk through life, it's, it's different. It's more meaningful. Um, it's maybe a little slower and considered. And there's nothing wrong with that because I hope for everybody that they get to a point in their lives where they reach the other side and they can take their thinking to that, to that level um, where, you know, their goals will change, the way they experience their loved ones, their team members, their community, even the way it affects the, the, the business that they're in. Once you're, once you're thinking, you're, you're thinking obviously impacts everything you do. Your mind is your best friend and your biggest enemy. 100%, 100%. So once your mind is at that level where, you know, everything you do is going to impact the company that you lead, the people that you leave behind, the loved ones, the, the team members, the entrepreneurs of tomorrow, it's just the impact that you then have is next level. You're so driven. You're so inspiring. You're so motivating. Why do you do what you do? Why did you choose this life? <laughs> you know, you had choice to be a great lawyer, work for somebody else, mm -hmm. and kind of have an easy journey easier path than the one that, that you have chosen. But you said, no, push that aside. I'm going to be woman on my own two feet. I'm like, go and keep creating. 
why. Yes, the, the why for everyone is really important. It is really important. And I think, you know, once again, I have to go back to my childhood. There were moments, there's, there's defining moments in everyone's childhood, in my opinion. Um, and there was a time for me in my childhood where I wanted to catch the child. I must have been like 13, 14 or something. And we lived really close to a train station, which was unpleasant, by the way, because every, t every five minutes there was this loud train driving past your house. It drove my brother crazy. Um, but anyway, I, I, I had no problem with it. Didn't bother me at all. That's just the way I was. I just learned to push through. Um, and I wanted to catch the train with my friends. And at the time, it cost 75 cents to catch the train. And I was like four stops from the city. I lived in Cannon Hill. Four stops from the city, 75 cents. My mum, as a single mother, did not have 75 cents to give me to go catch the train. Now that's just to get on the train, right? That's not to go to my destination and have fun with my friends. I can't even afford to get on the train to get to my friends, let alone go with my friends and have a good time. And for me, that was a defining moment. I, in my head, and I think out loud, I'm sure I um, talked to my family at the time, not to my mum, of course, because poor mum, you know, um, had her own set of challenges being a single mother. I said to myself, I can't go through life. I cannot, I cannot go through life where I don't have 75 cents to get on a train. I have to change my stars. I have to believe, one, I have to believe that something else is possible. And two, I have to go like hell to change my fate because if I didn't, I could have been 40 and maybe I would have children who I could not afford to give train money to. And I, I, I to that, that day changed probably the rest of my life. Now, if I didn't have that moment in my childhood, I don't know if I would have pushed through, but clearly what was important to me was not necessarily financial freedom at the time, but what was important to me is getting myself out of this situation where I can't, I can't actually do anything because I couldn't afford to do it. I had to change that for myself. So from the childhood where you didn't have 75 cents yes. for train. Yes. You drive a Bentley today. Yes. And you just bought yourself a $1 million Ferrari. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know for the fact you have collection of Birkins. <laughs> oh, Lord, we're going to go there, are we? We're going to go to the Birkins. <laughs> so, so, so it's in, it's it is. I think this is inspiring story for any young um, teenager and any young woman that doesn't matter where you start with persistent focus, drive, knowing your why, you can get to the other side. Yes. And, and, and the woman that I'm looking at right now yes. has just gone and purchased herself of a $1 million car, can buy anything that she wants to buy on yes. her own, mm -hmm. not rely on her partner to say, hey, you know, there you go, a car for you. You have done it on your own. And that sends a message to anybody that is watching this, hey, doesn't matter where you start. It is all fucking possible. Absolutely. It Absolutely. is all possible. 100%. If I can just add to that, if you asked, you know, the, the teenager on the bed that couldn't afford, you couldn't afford the money to catch the train, my goal was never to have a million-dollar four-wheel drive Ferrari, the Parasangue, or Birkins. I mean, actually, on my, um, on my bedroom wall, I had this very humble little Lexus. Um, I, I believe it was the IS250. I don't even know if they make this Lexus anymore, by the way. But it was, it was very humble. So I wasn't 
I wasn't chasing those things, but I just kept pushing and they came to me. Um, and it, if I didn't keep pushing, um, obviously they wouldn't, they wouldn't have. I don't do it for that though. It's nice to be able to reward yourself for, you know, busting your metaphorical balls every day and grinding and hustling. So, you know, it's nice. It must be really inspiring for you to see a lot of young businesswomen doing well. Yes. We have a mutual friend. Love that. We have a mutual friend and yes, she's only 28. Yes. Created a billion dollar company. Yes. So and, proud of uh, her. So proud of her too. She's incredible, incredible human. Yes. And, um, and she's does, a good human. And she's a good human. Yes. How does it make you feel when you actually meet somebody that is so young mm. going in a beautiful direction? Oh my goodness. There's so much to answer that question. So, and I don't want to forget any of it. And her name is Chandre, by the way. And her name is Chandre. Yes, Sean. Wow. So, okay. I have to tell that. I have to touch on this story. Met Sean on the plane. Now, I don't know about anybody traveling on planes, but I don't, I'm not a talker. I want to sit on my plane. I want to get to my destination. Drink champagne. Drink champagne. <laughs> Today I drink champagne. Not, not, a, not two decades ago I wasn't drinking champagne. Um, uh, so met, met Sean on a plane. We didn't talk initially, but once we started talking, we couldn't stop. We just, we just the conversation just flowed. We just connected um, on so many different levels. She shared her story um, with me, her incredible journey, um, and, and likewise, she asked about my story. She just seemed genuinely curious about my story too, even though her journey was just incredible and beautiful. And we just, I think we even shared an Uber. I got so lost in the conversation, I forgot my phone on the plane. I never do that. So, so obviously I had to um, go back and get my phone. I won't, I won't touch on that story, but yeah, we were going to uh, the same destination. We, we shared a cab and that was the beginning of um, a friendship and a, and a, you know, so much more than that too. But it must be inspiring for you to, to see and watch young businesswomen grow. It was I think it was beyond inspiring. I think, I think it was, it was incredible. She, um, you know, she's got a unique background, um, much like myself as well. And you don't see a lot of um, minorities, for lack of a better word. Uh, to be a female in business, you know, I mean, uh, I love to pioneer females in business, but to be a minority female and a young um, female in business is, is, it's unique. And, you know, there's so many glass ceilings to be, to be breaking. And I think, you know, my team has shown me accidentally that, you know, I am a role model for them. I, don't, I didn't always realise it. Um, it, sometimes it has to come and hit you in the face because you're so caught up in business and what you're trying to achieve and the next challenge and the, and the next um, initiative that you're, or the next level that you're trying to take the company to. It's, it's easy to forget about the impact that you're having on young men and women coming up. But the bigger you grow and the more successful you become, it's actually really important to understand that impact. I think Sean has an understanding of the impact that she has. She's been named, you know, by Forbes, you know, as um, female businesswoman of the year, I believe, and so much more than that. And the comments that I see on her social are from young women saying, Sean, you know, so proud of you to break that ceiling. So beautiful to see someone of your 
um, sex and color on, you know, the, in a Forbes magazine. It's, it's beautiful. It's incredible. So you're achieving these things, right? Which as an individual is incredible. Shan is a great example of that. I'm so proud of her. But then bigger than that is the impact. So she's achieving these incredible things. She's building this billion dollar unicorn, but then she's paving the way for younger people of any sex, color, creed, religion, you name it. You can be born wherever. You can look whatever you look like. You can achieve what she's achieved. It makes people believe that something else is possible. The very thing that I had to believe to get myself out of this tiny little bedroom where I had a single bed, cheap as nails, inside my closet because you couldn't open, the bedroom was so small, you couldn't open my bedroom doors. So they had to take the, the closet doors off my closet and inside this single bed would part, my feet would actually sleep in my closet um, most nights. Um, and, you know, it was with respect to my mum, it was like a little jail cell because you could like literally, you know, in one, in one step you could literally cross from one side of the room to the other. The only reason I, I go back there is because you have to believe that something else is possible. And when you are able to see role models like Sean or, you know, I, I like to believe and uh, my team has showed me that, that I too have, you know, shown that something else is possible regardless of whether you come from privilege or underprivilege, what continent you're born on, something else is possible than the circumstance that you are in if that is what you want and what you believe. Powerful. 100%. Life-changing. Powerful. Um, uh, I always you know, keep talking about the state of mind. Um, everything is in our heads mm -hmm. and nothing can, can um, push you through like your positive mind and nothing can beat you up more than your own mind as well. Yes. Um, you know, the reality is on whatever journey we are on, mm -hmm. challenges will be there and everything comes down to how we see those challenges and how we focus on overcome those challenges and solutions so we can keep pushing, um, keep pushing through. We are living in an interesting world yes. um, uh, where a lot of younger entrepreneurs, male and female, mm -hmm. want everything today. The vision is very short. I want to become a multimillionaire overnight. Mm. Instead of, took you 25 years to be where you are today, mm -hmm. start of age you know, 15, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what advice would you have to any young individual that is starting about his journey and expectancy, what is possible and how long it's going to potentially take them to achieve whatever they're trying to achieve, mm -hmm. knowing they are thinking, I want it all today. Yes. Okay. Well, okay. So I've got Because two... you didn't have a Ferrari and a Bentley when you were age 20. Heck no. But we got around in a red Kingswood that I would try and I would never want my mum to go close to my school because this terrible Kingswood with no power steering, it would take her for it was ugly big thing. And in winter, the leather was so damn cold. Anyway, far from my Ferrari, uh, future Ferrari today or my Bentley, far from it. Um, I, there's two levels to that question. And the reason I say that is um, the world we live in is much faster than it was um, when I was up and coming. So yes, I understand that everybody wants everything faster today, um, but to want you know these big material things faster today, um, and even to be driven by those big material you know things in an instant, you know that instant gratification. 
Um, I, I don't think that's the right thing to um, aspire to. Um, so I do think, I'll come back to that, but I do think that um, with the internet, with social media, um, with tech, um, with the speed that things change, you can grow as a person, you can grow your knowledge. I mean, this is going to sound like a, 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 a shameless plug for One Life, but One Life itself is giving people, humans, 10 decades, like two decades, 20 years of people's struggles and challenges and experience and achievements in an hour. People, people on One Life, the entrepreneurs on One Life, like Sean, yourself, and all the other guests on One Life, are giving the entrepreneurs or, or, or the, the determined young ones out there at whatever stage they're at, decades of experience in an hour. Now, if I had that, when I was sitting on my bed and I didn't have 75 cents to catch the train, I probably would have got to where I wanted to be a little sooner because the tools that are out there today are just, they're just greater than what I had access to. And so much of it is, it's on the internet. If you are not, um, if, 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 okay, great. If you want those, those fancy things, if you want supercars, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I wasn't, I wasn't driven by that. I've already shared what drove me. I wanted to change my circumstance. I wanted to ideally change the circumstance for, for my loved ones around me. Um, so that, you know, hey, if I wanted to shout you $5 for a train ride, here we go. Here's your $5 for a train ride. So, so it's okay. If you're going to be driven by those material things, fine. And if you want them fast. And if you want them fast, okay. So your answer to that is focus on learning and knowledge and find potentially even right mentors that can help you see the vision and speed up the process. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage anybody to focus on the end material goal. I didn't do that. I had to focus on one step at a time, one goal at a time, building my knowledge. Building my knowledge was absolutely key. Building my ability to deal with people, absolutely key. Uh, and I'm going to explain why. And then obviously um, numbers, understanding numbers and the importance of them came soon after. Um, business just requires that. In my opinion, um, to get to get to where you want to be as quickly as you need to or, or desire to, you, it's more important to focus on those three things than the material things at the end. Knowledge can come from school, university, um, the internet, books, hanging out with the right people, One Life Club, but building your knowledge and focusing on building your knowledge is key. You just can't get to your goals unless you are building your knowledge. And then along the way, okay, um, I quickly f found out, obviously to be a lawyer, you need a law degree. But um, so you've got you to go through university for that. But if you're going to, you know, if you're going to, open your own electrician business or you're going to sell real estate um, and you don't know anything about real estate, you, you need the knowledge. The knowledge is going to give you the confidence to wind up in somebody's living room. First, you've got to get into the, into the seller's living room. You've got to get yourself in there. You've got to get yourself the right brand, NGU, obviously I would recommend, but you've got to get into that living room and then the knowledge that you have is going to give you the confidence in that living room to say, this is why Mr. and Mrs. Vendor 
you need to choose me. That is, that is the power of knowledge. If you focus on that, you can go wrong. Along the way, though, you will quickly find out that you also need to build your skills with people. Okay, so why do I say that? Once again, I'm back in Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Smith's living room and I'm a real estate agent and I'm trying to persuade them why they should choose me. I need to understand Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I need to be good with people. I need to connect. If you're a student and you're coming out of university and you're trying to get a job, you land, your, you land the interview, okay, because I graduated with honours, I landed lots of interviews. If I can't sit in that interview and communicate with the person who's going to give me the job on the other side of that desk, I, I won't get the job. I could be the smartest kid in the room. I could have got the university medal. I graduated with honours. Just because I have the academic smarts, if I don't connect with that person, if I don't have the people skills, I won't get the job. And I did sit in interviews and I didn't connect with people and I sit on the other side of the table today and I see these poor kids, you know, they, they're not selling themselves. They're not because they're not able to because they don't have that understanding that the people skills are so key. Now, I could keep going because the next thing I believe um, that you need to focus on rather than these getting these material things really fast. quickly and fast is numbers. You got to know your numbers. I don't care what you're doing. If you don't know your numbers, you, you can't, you can't achieve you because you've, you've got to at least know your break even, right? If, if you're in business and you don't know where your break even is, it just means you're pilot, you're working for free. If you're starting your own business, you're 100% working for free. You're probably using all your savings, or if you've got family money backing you, you might be throwing the families, but don't think that family's not gonna, mum or dad might want that money back someday. They might want a return on their investment. So, you know, you've gotta, you've gotta know your numbers. I have to say that I'm, I'm drawn into your answers because even myself, knowing you for so long, I'm, I'm learning so much. And I've heard this before from yourself. But um, um, sometimes, you know, um, I read a letter from, um, from my uncle the other day. And um, sometimes even if you know something and we hear it, um, uh, you know, it, it's still good for us as well. And um, in... In, um, in a lot of religions, people pray our Father every single day, which is the same prayer. Yes. But that um, um, reinforces everything they know and, and keeps them, I guess, on the right track by whatever they're praying. Um, uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions mm -hmm. with sharp answers mm. or one, one word answer. Ooh, that's hard. So, <laughs> <Okay>. um, uh, <clears throat> um, or short answers. Mm -hmm. What does success mean to you? So hard to give a sharp answer. A short answer? Freedom? Birkin? Rewarding myself for hard, my hard work? What is about Birkins, by the way? Value, value with Birkins. <laughs> I <What>? was, <laughs> see, I was trying to give you the sharp answer, but see, so it's, but there's I'm so curious. much to share. There, there's, there's, um, there, uh, this is actually it's... interesting. Um, uh, other day, I was in Sydney, and um, I'm walking past Rolex store. Yes. You can walk into the shop and you can't buy a watch. You yes. have to be on the list. Mm -hmm. So one day they can hopefully call you and you get excited and you can buy the watch. Could be three to five years. Mm -hmm. Then I was walking past Dior. 50 people lined up to get into their store. Yes. Same with LV, same with Hermes, yep. same with Gucci. Um, uh, all of these brands, um, uh, how interesting that they have created a brand that, that people are lining up to buy the product and mm. fork out thousands of dollars for a single handbag. 
What is it about those brains? Uh, that's not that you asked for short no, answer. I'm, that's I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm go, I've gone okay. now a little okay. bit, a little bit okay. deeper. Okay. Those brands, I have so much respect for. Um, what those brands have achieved um, definitely didn't come overnight. I can assure you that when you look at these brands that have achieved brands like Ferrari, brands like Hermes, um, it's, it's, it's incredible. It really is. And I have so much respect for it. Um, the fact that they have created something Enzo Ferrari, from nothing, he created, Hermes created something that people will, first of all, they can't have, so they have to earn the right to have it. And once they get it, they know, I'm one of the few people that has this um, because I, I had the money to, to buy it and I uh, worked my way here to earn the right to have this thing that so few people can have, this very special, beautifully built piece of art in the case of a Ferrari. Um, uh, the, the Birkin is a handcrafted bag. The leather is special that's what they are selling. It is beautifully crafted, beautifully marketed. Over decades, they have built this brand. Didn't happen overnight. Let's yes. go back to that instant gratification. Did not happen overnight. Today, people are lining up, spending money on basic things here. In the case of Hermes, you've got to spend money you got to go in there and develop yourself as an Hermes customer. You might buy a scarf that you never wear and a and a you know some perfume or a, some of their clothes that you'll never wear all for the sake of getting yourself on the list so you can have this coveted handbag that people wait for years on a wait list and may never get. It is uh for me it is a privilege. I'm grateful that I can have those things. It's humbling that I can reward myself for the hard work that I have. Does it feel special? Yes, I admit it does. It feels special. Um, you know, the Ferrari is a beautifully piece of crafted art, in my opinion. Um, and I have a respect for what those brands have achieved is the other reason I enjoy those, those things. Which is interesting. I'm from a little girl who didn't have 75 cents for a train yes. to collection of Birkins, collection <laughs> yes. of cars, amazing homes. Yes. Um, uh, and it must be a great feeling to, to get where you are from absolutely nothing. And I just, I just have to say, I'm so sorry to interrupt that thought, but I just have to say, I think the other reason that I, I, I because the, the journey that Hermes and, you know, particularly Enzo Ferrari, Lamborghini, they all came from nothing. So I connect with what they've achieved and I respect it. And I think that's another reason why I am. Um, Your favorite movie? <gasps> Come on, that's not, that's uh, my favorite. Can I give you a top five? Give us, give me top five. Top five, okay. Okay, that's I, I can, a top I can, five. I can, I can guess okay. some of them. <laughs> You'd be surprised with the I first know. one. I think one of your favorite movies, One of the favorite movies you have would be American Gangster. Yes or no? Yes, okay. <laughs> that's, I gotta say, that's probably, that's probably number one. There's a few couple of close, uh, close others. For a lady, her favorite movie is American Gangster. <laughs> I, I might need to give some context on Why? that. Why okay. is American Gangster her favorite movie? Okay, and I'm happy to explain that. Um, I don't know if everybody knows the story of American Gangster. 
It's a true story, obviously the Hollywood version of the real life of an African-American um, drug lord called Frank Lucas, um, played by Denzel Washington. And um, he's basically um, the Italian mafia is, uh, controls the drug trade in, um, in Harlem, New York. And he's one of the few African-American um, gangsters who has to compete with this world full of well-established um, Italian gangsters. So he's a minority. And he, what he achieves is incredible. <laughs> even if he's in a crime world. <laughs> even, yes, it was illegal, but it was quite incredible. Um, and if you watch the movie, um, I don't know if you'll connect with it on the level that I did, um, but he's a likable person. Um, yes, he's breaking the law, but he has this unwavering focus and discipline. Unwavering focus and discipline. And that is why he achieved what he achieved. Um, Clearly, you don't recommend doing no, what you're doing. No, <laughs> No, of course, I don't recommend getting into the drug trade. Yes. <laughs> no, but what I do respect is his commitment and his discipline and his focus. And his also execution of the of him being an actor in the movie by Denzel Washington was unbelievable. Yes. Other four movies? Other four? Oh, see, now I'm struggling. Okay. Or do we just keep it to one? Let's keep it to one. To keep it to one. Okay. Favorite actor? Favorite actor? Ooh, okay. Um, there's a couple. It's probably going to have to... It's going to toss between Denzel, um, Robert De Niro... Uh, Al Pacino, I got to give you some context here too, because I grew up um, in a family full, because I was raised by a single mum. My aunties and uncles, you know, kind of played a part and they all had boys. So I pretty much grew up in a family full of boys. So I have some very, you know, maybe I have a bit too much testosterone, <laughs> but a lot of my, I was just used to that. I was so exposed to it uh, as a, as a child. Favorite car brand and why? Favorite. I should be answering this question more than you. <laughs> that is no? a question Favorite for you. car brand mm. um, for you and why? Okay. Favorite. Okay. So I like different car brands for different reasons, but probably because of my personality and what I would consider to be my brand I feel like I would fit potentially with probably Bentley well there you go yeah. favorite luxury brand of female um uh, Hermes Dior LV and so many more this could be really good advertising for them <laughs> <laughs> I can see you driving you got Burberry shoes on <laughs> oh my goodness uh look the luxury brands, look, you, you, would, you would be living under a rock if you weren't aware of the rise in the popularity of high-end brands in today's day and age. You have teenagers walking around with Chanel handbags. I couldn't pronounce the word Louis Vuitton when I was a teenager. Um, but today it's so pre prevalent. I mean, I'm sure social media has a lot to do with that. Favorites, oh, I have, you know, I mean, Burberry is incredible, but it's very British. But, you know, what they did with their trademark pattern, I, I, think, it's, I think it's awesome on so many levels. I think any, any brand you, you, you have yourself, you like the stories behind it. So that way it has some meaning to you when you actually do um, uh, buy it. What is your secret or what is your recipe to happy life recipe to a happy life as a young individual as a young individual wow that oh, this is some of these questions are quite big for me because there's just so much of my um my upbringing that 
where I didn't, I didn't have the luxury of ever considering, considering how happy I was. And that's a blessing for some. Uh, particular was a blessing for me because if I, if I stopped at, at, at any point and I considered, am I happy? <laughs> I, I could have just, I could have just said, no, um, this is too hard. This is too hard to, to change my circumstances too hard. I'm not happy. I'd rather be hanging out with my friends, going to, to nightclubs and, you know, having a good time. Um, you know, that probably would have, as a 20-year-old, potentially made me happier. <laughs> but, but I didn't have that luxury. And I, I think I'm grateful for that um, because now I get to think about happiness. And you look happy. And I am happy. <laughs> and I am happy. And I get to contemplate the things like that, which is amazing. Nelson Mandela. Yes. If you can describe that in one word. Okay. I've read his book. Now, if anybody's read his book, The Long Walk to Freedom, the book is about that thick. I know. I read two pages. <laughs> this is too long. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. A powerful book. Powerful book. Powerful book. But it's a tough read, guys. It's a tough read. The reason why it's a tough read is because all of these African names that Nelson goes at painstaking lengths to mention in his book are very lengthy. I, I couldn't pronounce most of them. And they're on so because he's talking about the African National Congress and, you know, all the key party leaders in there. And it was a tough read, but it was beautiful. Uh, the most powerful message that you can get from Nelson Mandela, which has stayed with me today, I remember it like it was yesterday, is um, it's a long walk to freedom. And I must keep walking. That stayed with me. Uh, it stayed with me. It was so powerful. I um, highlighted. Um, I highlighted that line in my book, uh, and I gave. I ended up giving that book to um, my first cousin. Was like a sister of mine. Um, she passed when um, she was very young, and uh, that was the last book. Uh, that I, I saw on her desk, the long walk to freedom. Isn't that just a metaphor? Beautiful cousin, and she passed away when she was 18. Yes, way too young, way too young. My only female <laughs> family member on my mum's side. I'm sure her watching from above, she'd be proud of you today. Yes, yes. Now, now she's a whole story in herself, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, incredible. Um, means a lot to me. Um, but that, uh, that book was just, um, yeah, the, the, once again, you know, just the knowledge, just the power and the impact that that one line in the book, um, had on me. And I, I've gone through life, um, gathering, um, you know, those quotes that just have, you know, there are times in life that will just be pivotal for anyone out there who is trying to achieve something and like me, change their circumstance. And I accumulated um, all of these powerful things that meant something to me and were pivotal to me. And maybe somehow they found me and they kept me going. Um, but today, that, that, that line. Your favorite book. That's not fair. That's I not know fair. you read a lot. <laughs> I, I do. I do. And I, and I like books for different reasons. The same way, you know, you asked me, you know, favorite car brand. I like things for different reasons and I connect and have respect for different things. Favorite book? Favorite business book? Um, uh, it, might, it might not um, teach the, the, the technical lessons of business, but to inspire people um, and to expose people just how 
challenging the journey in building a business from nothing can be, I would have to say um, Phil Knight's Shoe Dog. Oh, that would be my first tick. Incredible. Read it in like a day, couldn't put it down. I stayed up till wee hours of the morning. You'll love it. Um, it'll keep you, if you're going through a tough time, it'll keep you going. Two types of people in business. Loud ones, which is probably what I would consider myself in a business that is so much out there. Yes. With yourself, you kept all your journey very private. Yes. Um, I'm very grateful that you have given One Life Club and myself your time today because I know that you're, you're a type of person that you are just focused on your work, execution, and you keep your life private. And I'll be here today. It's been nothing but a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so um, loving One Life Club and what it's doing for the future. And uh, I look forward to the classes as well. Sharing, sharing experience and knowledge is so key. Thank That's you, why I'm Giselle. here. Thank, Thank you. you. I am classic. I am modern. I live by my own design. I am cherry. I am lemon. I'm the sweetest kid on pie. I'm electric. I am bass. I'm the beast.